Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 281 and today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, episode 303 titled Open for Business. The description reads, as paranoia sets in for Rock and Howard over the task force, Kanan and Famous launch their weed delivery business. Jukebox prepares for her audition and Ronnie grows impatient with Unique. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down and dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week's episode and a sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod, Father Joey. A few announcements. The the big, big, big announcement. The book is finally out. The book is finally out. Your girl is finally a published author. And you guys know I have been talking about this since I recorded episode one. If you go back to my very first episode, the introduction of Alicia Shanice Reviews, I talked about how I had just started writing a book. And, you know, I've been telling you guys about the process. And I know that my podcast has been, you know, I've been kind of, you know, I used to be on all the time, all the time, but I've been kind of going more days where I, I normally wouldn't. It's just, I've been so busy. You guys know I'm a one woman team. I have a little help here and there, but mainly I do it all alone guys so I just ask for you guys to be patient with me and I thank you for being this patient with me and still tuning in checking me out checking my recaps out and I hope that you guys um, will be here in January when I start reading the book to you guys because I told you I'm sharing this with my podcast family. I'm not releasing an audio book. I'm releasing it straight on the podcast. So every Friday, it could possibly be Saturday nights. I will let you guys know when we get closer. I will be reading each chapter. Um each week and then we'll talk more about it after I get to the chapter like what inspired that storyline what what made me write the character like this um you know what the character was thinking and just you know we'll we'll go more in debt I want to be on an intimate level with you guys with this book I'm I put my heart and soul in it guys I gave it all I got this is my first time doing this um so I, I tried, I, I, and I, I love it. I love it, and I put all into it. So I'm, I'm giving it to you guys, and I'm hoping that you tune in. I'm hoping that you join it. You guys can purchase it now. It's on Amazon, The Tale of the Park Hill Crew. The link to Amazon to get directly to it will be in the description box. If you need to, you know, highlight your girl, if you have any recap requests, if you have any uh, shout out requests for me to promote your business brand or music, Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews, email Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me. If you have any recap requests, it could be a TV show, a movie, a docu series. You could, you should want, if you want me to um, shout out your business, your brand, your music, anything you're working on, all of it is free of charge. Because I love whom loves me, and I support who supports me. And speaking of support, support the book, guys. Check me out on Amazon. If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, hit the follow button. That helps me out in tremendous ways. Um, while you're on Spotify, check out my music playlist. Every genre I got. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. Click on that 
picture profile it takes you to the rest i have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears so let's vibe together i hope y'all we can read together you know we gonna shout out shout out each other businesses together we are a family you know i i love my podcast family so another big announcement shout out to 50 cent y'all know i am an honorary member of the green light gang i have honor you know i put myself into it but shout out to 50 cent uh power book four has been picked up remember we were waiting for it to get picked up before uh raising Canaan came back they had already greenlit that for season four so now we did get approved for uh force so we got that to look forward to. So shout out to, you know, the whole power universe, the whole green light gang in 50 cent. And speaking of fifth, um, who's doing amazing things, amazing things. He um, has uh, acquired a 70,000 foot studio for G unit film and television uh, entertainment. And that will be in Shreveport, Louisiana. So, you know, congratulations to 50 Cent, who has inspired me forever. He is the GOAT. He is definitely the GOAT. So, you know, all positivity, all positive things going on. I'm wishing everybody positive energy. I'm praying that you guys are all protecting your energy, staying away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy and just going after your dreams. So on that note, let's get into the show and let's talk Raising Canaan. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in to check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It, T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram, on Instagram, or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know your girl Shanice, she sent you there. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, yeah. baby. I know heartbreaks, 
said best Bitch, if I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back Went through the ups and downs, you know I get around So to me, it's all a part of the game If I ain't the cold man, or the double man I'm almost the show man, I gotta take it No need to say shit, I'm gonna take it While I'm just turning on the side, stop to play with Make money, make, make, make money When she hit the fan, we'll take money Southside all right, y'all, let's jump into the show. I thought this episode was solid. It wasn't, you know, a lot of action, um, it, but it was definitely a solid buildup where we know much more is to come. Um, it opens up with the security dude leaving the club, walking to his car. And as he was walking, I think pretty much all of us as viewers already knew who was waiting on him. Crazy ass Ronnie. Crazy ass Ronnie grabs him from the back, gets to whooping his ass. He robs him. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, it's a goddamn shame what happened to dude. All he was trying to do was do his job, crack a few jokes, and Ronnie took it to heart. And now we don't know if the security guard is still with us. I mean, it didn't show him dead, but the way how he beat the hell out of him, he might be. But we see where they're going with Ronnie's character. I'm very much getting Lamar vibes. Um, he's definitely institutionalized. He's, something is definitely up. And it, it can be done right. You know, they haven't went too far yet. It can definitely be done right. I'm just hoping that they don't go over the top like they did in BMF with Lamar. But Ronnie is definitely giving us those, you know, Michael Myers, Candyman, you know, just the boogeyman vibes. So we're going to see where it goes. We're going to see where it goes. But he is definitely not right. And if you know anything about New York, you know, the, the 80s hustlers and, you know, strong arms. He's giving me, if y'all know anything about Harlem, preacher vibes. Y'all know who preacher was. <laughs> He's giving me the preacher vibes, but dude is definitely, he don't have, he don't have all of his, he don't have all of them. He don't have all each one, one, maybe two, maybe four screws is missing, but it goes into the next scene and we see the feds, they straight bust in on Stefano at his uh, fish shop. I mean, they is not playing. They come in talking shit. They get him for um, selling exotic fish. You know, one of them he wasn't supposed to sell. So they get him on a, you know, bullshit charge, of course. And then his boy had a gun charge. So they, of course, they bring in the big fish. And, you know, I love the way how they showed the, the camera footage when they was bringing Stefano out and how 50 was narrating. I liked it, that scene. So... We go into the next scene, right? And we see Kanan. He's um he's pissed off because he's ready to go to work. He's ready to, you know, he he's ready to start the weed delivery business up. And when he goes in the living room, famous is still there asleep. And he gets to kicking him, you know, yelling at him like, get up, you know. And all I could think of is you, Kanan, you you got your hustle spirit in you from your mama. However, Kanan is still young. He is pressuring Famous to be a drug dealer. And when Famous fuck up, ain't nobody going to be to blame but Kanan. Because we all know Famous is definitely going to fuck up. I believe Kanan will be the one that takes Famous out. 
because I think I think famous is going to mess up so bad that where Canaan will have to take him out. It's going to hurt him, but I think that's one of my predictions. I think that he will be the one to take him out. But when he do fuck up, it's going to be nobody's fault but Canaan for basically bullying him into becoming a damn dealer when he's a user. He don't want to do it. He's lazy. It's not in him. He ain't for it. But we seen where this episode was going and we're seeing that side of Canaan coming out. So we get into the next scene because Canaan just left him there asleep, which is a good thing he did because when he made it to Simurad's house, Simurad is not trying to fuck with Famous. So he probably wouldn't have got the deal to go through anyway. So he left him there asleep and he went over to Simurad's house. But it, before it showed him over there, we see Juke. She's at home getting ready for her. Um, no, she's not at home. She's at Lou's house. And she's getting prepared for her audition. She is killing it with them vocals. Juke has a beautiful voice. And we got Lou there. He hyping her up. He got the music, the beat playing in the background. We got Marvin in the back eating as always. And he hyping her up as well. So she's getting that support. So I did love that scene. We've seen a smile in Lou. We haven't seen all season. Um, he he has joy when it comes for music. We see that we've already, you know, been learning it slowly, but now we're getting more of a backstory with his father. We're seeing that he get that um he gets all of that, you know, love for the music, the ear, the talent, and how he can spot it. He gets it from his father. And um we see some type of joy when he's working with Jukebox. And I'm loving the support that, you know, Marvin is giving her and his study showing that their bond is building back up. So it cuts back to Kanan. He makes it to Simurai's crib. And we see it's his day to keep Lil Romero because Lil Romero is there playing the game. Man, this kid Lil Romero funny as hell. He in grown folks' business as always. But does he have a choice when they do... Um, deals right in front of him talk drug business in front of him and everything else how he's supposed to pay attention to the goddamn game so he playing the game busting famous out for eating all his cereal and Kanan uh talk shop with uh Simrod he lets him know like listen you know you don't want everybody coming to your door anyway. It's going to end up getting too hot. I got, you know, all these corner boys. They on bicycles. They can go to different boroughs. And, you know, he's selling it, selling it good. And Simran is like, okay, I give it a go. But I don't want no famous nowhere near around this, which we already know. We've seen towards the end of the episode, Kanan didn't listen to him because he basically, you know, bullied famous into turning himself into a weed dealer. So... <laughs> Uh, we gonna see where this go. Now, um, the feds end up questioning Stefano, but he doesn't fold at all. He's old school. He was lawyered up before he even made it to the precinct. So he tells them all he does is sell fish. He's just a small, you know, business owner, runs a mom the pop shop, and you know he don't know why they're messing with him. Now they get the, you know, bringing up all of the bodies they found, and you know everything with um sal and you know stefano holds it down he don't bend he don't fold and he old school with it so it cuts into the next scene and howard goes to warn rock about how the feds brought in stefano and how it's gonna be hot on her even if you know saying she's staying she out the game they still gonna look into her he gets to letting her know that Kanan has been hanging around some boys that, you know, he up to something. This ain't his normal crowd. 
And she basically lets him know that that so-called accident with Burke wasn't no accident. So I love on how they always meet together like they ain't a team, but they a team. <laughs> so, you know, they do their little jabs and she takes off. So we go into the next scene. And she goes straight over to check on Kanan to see what he really is up to. And Famous is the only one there. So he lets her in. And all of a sudden, when he opens the door, his voice turns from high pitch to nervousness. And Rock comes in. She sniffs the house around to see what they up to and gives him some money and lets him know, like, look, whatever you and Kanan need, I got it. But we already know Kanan don't want nothing from her. He turned down the car. He ain't trying to hear it. Famous is happy as hell to get a couple dollars. So when she leaves, she sees that the feds is definitely watching her. So she gets nervous and skirts off. Now in the next scene, we see Ronnie and Neek. They're at the gym. And <laughs> this goddamn Ronnie, we just gonna call him crazy ass Ronnie. When crazy ass Ronnie was spotting Neek, all I could think was he either about to drop this goddamn weight on his neck <laughs> or him him up some type of way. I just, you, you never know where, what we're going to get with Ronnie. I think we're going to get a lot more as the season progresses. And if I was Neek, I wouldn't let him spot me with the five pound weight. So, you know, they end up talking and he's talking business. He's telling them, you know, um, they should have took Rock out back in the day. But we know now Neek, he's soft on Rock. So he really ain't trying to hear that, but he brushing off what he's saying. But we know it's going to be a problem probably next episode now that Ronnie has turned into a stalker and he knows all about their secret relationship. So it cuts to the next scene. And I always love the little sweet moments we get between Rock and Juke because Juke doesn't have a mom. Even when Kenya was alive, she never was in her life. And when she was in her life, we seen what she went through with the whole church thing. So I do like to see that soft side of Rock with Juke. Um, and she goes there, you know, of course she needs to ask her questions about, does she, does she know what Kanan is up to, Who's, who Who has he been hanging around, who is this new crew, but she also goes there, you know, in support of Juke about the audition for this girls group, and give her a necklace, and, you know, hypes her up, so I, I really did enjoy that scene, and I'm so curious, I'm not in a rush for it, like I always tell you guys, I'm not in a rush for Kanan to just become this ruthless Kanan that we know he will become, I, I kind of want them to just slow it down just a bit. Not too much, of course. The writers know what they're doing. But I'm not in a rush for the show to end. You know, I want them to continue to take their time. But I am curious to know what will happen between Juke and Rock's relationship. Like, well, because something did turn Juke cold as ice. So I'm wondering, you know, is will it be something that happened with her and Rock down the line as well? Um you know, to, to something that comes between their relationship or will she just lose Rock in that, you know, in and in we don't know how, if Rock is alive in the future or is she in jail as she did. We don't know where she's at. So we don't know if, if somehow she lost Rock and that, you know, made her feel hopeless as well. But I always enjoy um, their moments together as them being the only two females in the, in the family because they never really show the grandmother, um, but it just shows like, that side of rock and you know that caring side of her 
So we go into the next scene. And Kanan goes home and bullies Famous. I mean, he goes, he just straight. <laughs> when he got there and Famous was talking about that, he ain't trying to hustle stuff. And then when he pulled out that money Rock gave him, Kanan, shit, I think he jumped into the future because he got the him and him up shit for a minute. I thought Kanan thought that was his house because he said, if you let Rock back in his house, it's going to be some problems. I'm like, bruh, you might need to go get your own little apartment and let Famous sit there and jack off in peace and just let that still be your homie because trying to drag him into your world that he doesn't want to be in is going to fall back on you. And, you know, we won't be blaming Famous. We'll be blaming you. So <laughs> we get into the next scene. And um, we see Unique. He goes to see the dude Stefano told him about. And... His spot looks like it's a gambling spot. It looks like it's a lot going on. So when he finally walked to the back, you know, they talk shop for a minute. And you could tell the way how, you know, Unique represents himself. He don't back down from nobody. He going to talk his shit. The dude took a liking into him. And he went on telling him, like, you know, if you're going to be doing this for me, you're going to have to move out of my cousin's spot. He a Chinese dude. I don't fuck with the Chinese. Unique was a little confused. Like, what? Y'all are from, you know, the same motherland. And he got to going on about how the Chinese ones think they uh, better than him or better than them. And the only how he got a Chinese cousin is because he married a Chinese um, woman. And you can't help who you love. The words of my man there. But... You know, Unique was like, he agreed to do it. First, he didn't want to, but dude let him know. Like, no, if we doing this, this is how we're doing it. So he lets him know, and it's a green light. So we go into the next scene. And Nick, baby mama, she comes home with her little two grocery bags. And she looked like she just happy to walk in the house. She thinking Ronnie's still at the gym. So she thinking she got a minute of peace, you know, where she can just breathe and don't have this crazy ass man in her house watching the TV that's not on, eating some damn Cheerios. But no, he's there sneaking up right behind her asking where is his goddamn new box of cereal. <laughs> he even mentions that Unique is probably with his side piece. So he just busting out his brother and starting shit in a lovely home. <laughs> and she's had it. She like, fuck you, Ronnie. She storms off and he walks over there calmly to grab that box of cereal. So in the next scene, we see Howard finds out from the captain that Adina has been, you know, making noise about Burke's, um, you know, suicide, supposed suicide. And, you know, Captain is giving Howard all the information that he needs to stay on top of his game because Howard is the one who did it, we all know. So, and we see it's just, you know, really, <clears throat> really crazy around the precinct because you got the feds, we got the task force, and it's just crazy with um all of the guys getting out of incarceration from the dirty cop. So all of those cases are coming back. It's just a mess in there. It's haywire. So we go into the next scene and Marvin and Lou, they go out to the bar. Now they at the bar where um, the Wall Street people are at because now they got that little Wall Street deal where they where Marvin met those two dudes at. So they like at like a white bar and, 
You know, Lou was drunk before he even made it in a goddamn bar. But Marvin gets a 911 page and has to bounce. And he tells Lou before he leaves, like, look, don't don't you miss that audition. But like I said, Lou was already drunk before they even made it in that bar. So he dips off and Lou, he stays there for most shots. So it cuts back to Neek, who can't stay the hell away from uh, Rock's front door. She opens the door mad paranoid because she know the feds is watching. But soon as, you know, she sees ain't nobody outside, she lets him in. And all you hear is. Don't talk. Just listen. First of all, I have to be honest with you, baby. I lied. When I told you I never wanted to see you again. Can you? That's all we heard, y'all. That's all we heard. That old school Jodeci. And then we just seen Rock riding it like a cowgirl. So we go into the next scene. And Lou stumbles his drunk ass into the next <laughs> to the next bar. And it's actually one of his dad's old stumping grounds. So one of his dad's old songs is playing on the record. So he goes over there to the bartender who runs the bar and um, asks her, you know, like, uh where you get this song from and he finds out that she knew his father so you know he sits there and gets the vibe and they talk and it cuts to the next scene where you need lighting up a cigarette after you know him and rock's bumping grind and him and rock get the pillow talking a little too much because she's telling him about her stash and you know they just pillow talking where they're coming very familiar with each other but i do like where the storyline is going i can't wait to see how this will play out especially when his baby mama finds out and not only his baby mama but when kanan and marvin and lou find out because you know just last season they was trying to kill each other and they lost some fallen soldiers from all of that so i'm interested to see how it will play out, but I am very interested in this storyline. I love, I like where it's going. So it cuts to the next scene and Marvin shows up at his 911 page. He got that was urgent and we see it was um, a call from Gerald. Remember Gerald was from his anger management class and he was the one with the temper. <laughs> so he, he has gotten in some trouble. And um, Marvin ends up paying off his debt and taking him home. So it cuts back to Neek. And when him and Rock finished, you know, they didn't bump and grind. They didn't pillow talk. And he gets his little kiss goodnight. And when he leaves Rock's house, what do you know? They have a peeping Tom stalker, crazy ass Ronnie, sitting there cleaning them goddamn bifocals. So we go into the next scene and also now ronnie you know we know he's not too fond of miss raquel so we're gonna see what he does with this information knowing that basically you need to sleep with the enemy now lou gets his drunk ass in a fight 
because some white dude was pissed off because it's open mic and he want to hear some country music, but instead he got hip hop. So he, you know, cackling the crowd, making fun of them, antagonizing the way they rap. And him and Lou get the fight. Well, not him and Lou get the fight. And Lou get the whooping his ass and gets going and gets um, took into jail, missing the audition for ju for jukebox. And when he does go to jail, he gets to hallucinating seeing um, <clears throat> Scrap and D Wiz. So we know that you know this is really messing with his conscience of the murders. Like it's not only it's. It's beyond rock. It's just messing with his consciousness because he's drunk, he's hallucinating, and Lou has a lot going on in his head. So I really do think this will be a, um, a rough season for Lou. Now, we get into the next scene. And Howard goes to see Miss Adina. Now, he goes over there kind of like an intimidating way, but also a concerning way. Like, you know, he's just concerned and he doesn't want her to make too much noise because Burke had a lot going on. It's going to make her look bad. And, you know, just being manipulative, like he's always there if she needs to talk. And all I could think was, you know what? Remember in the original Power how manipulative Kanan could be? That's who he got it from. With parents like Howard and Rock, Kanan never had a chance. <laughs> but I don't think Adina's going to fall for it. Adina know Howard has something to do with Burke's death. But will she calm down and do what she was warning Burke to do, stand down? Or will she end up like Burke? We'll see. So we get into the next scene and Juke goes to her performance. And of course, she's disappointed when Lou is not there for her. You know, she she's disappointed. You know, so somehow Juke is always getting let down one way or, or another. But I did appreciate that Marvin was there. Like, you know, he had her back. He was there for support. He was hyping her up. But of course, she got nervous and she went into the bathroom, had like a panic attack, got the throwing up. And as she's coming out, cleaning herself up, we get introduced to some of the other girls who will play, you know, a role as the girl stuff go on, the girls group stuff go on. And we get introduced to the one girl. She was a little cocky and the other one seemed pretty laid back. So it cuts to the next scene and when rock goes to get her hair done she get her hair done every goddamn episode but unique sweating it out so much i guess she need to so she goes to the hair salon and one of the girls is talking about how the landlord is continues to raise rent and is trying to sell the building so that gives her an idea because we know rock is out the game momentarily and trying to clean clean her money so that gives her an idea now uh we see Kanan, he gets the delivery system for the weed booming and is bringing in bank, is bringing in bank, is, is booming. They got page after page after page and Kanan like, we're going to need some new delivery boys. Now it cuts back to Jukebox and she gets to do her perform. And she, as soon as she starts singing, she gets to killing it as always. But the lady from the audition, she was rude. She cuts, cuts her off after she does one note, but she kills it. And I love the support from Marvin. Now, Unique goes to the Chinese spot. And when he gets there, of course, it's awkward at first, especially from the dude's wife. And um, Unique, like, hold on. We got a fucking problem. <laughs> no, Unique don't hold nobody up. And the husband seen that and he took him outside. They talked shop and it was a green light. So Unique would definitely be hustling out of the Chinese restaurant. 
Now, it cuts back to Lou. And when Lou gets out of prison, not out of prison, out of jail, and he goes back to the bar to apologize to the lady, Shirley, who can see, you know, he got an eye for talent in the ear, you know, like his dad did. So we can see he is definitely going to be making moves out of her bar, um, probably doing something with the music for open mic or something. But he's definitely going to be doing something out of there, probably gets to running it and to rock, find out what he's doing and go take that over too. So we get into the next scene and we see the feds watching Rock when she goes to meet with the landlord to buy the building for the hair salon. And of course, the feds is in the in the car talking shit like she don't look like no queen pin, but I would do this to her, though. Just like the feds are going to be the feds. <laughs> so it ends with um, crazy ass Ronnie. Stark and Canaan now, looking like fucking Candyman with bifocals. He didn't shook Kane. He didn't shook Canaan and famous up because they sitting there. They they are geeked about the delivery system booming, and then out of nowhere they just feel themselves being watched because everybody's watching everybody. We got the feds watching Rock, Ronnie watching Unique. Then he goes to watch Canaan. Everybody watching everybody. And they so shook, they like, let's go in the house. And as Kanan is walking in the house, all we see is Ronnie still standing there, ain't moved, ain't blinked. He been standing there straight, got the straight face. Probably when they went to sleep, he was still standing there. But this was a solid episode. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't too much, but it was definitely, you know, a build up episode to where they're showing us where they're going. I love the old school, how they played that certain mix a lot, beepers. I was like, oh, look at them. <laughs> but let me play with the song. So I'm going anywhere. I am about to play the trailer for next week. All right, so here is the trailer, y'all. This is for episode four called In Sheep's Clothing. You'll run your ass into the fucking ground. I don't know what shit you doing, King, but I can tell it ain't good. You brought all this shit into his life. Detective Howard. You got it, man. And the feds, they got eyes on you, they got eyes on Kane. They can look all they want. Ain't got shit to see. Yeah, I think... Um next episode is definitely going to be fire uh we get to see dean again we ain't seen dean since season two uh i i really like the dean character uh so i can't wait to see him and it looks like him and ronnie is going to be getting into it so we're going to see who got the power there and then we see the feds watching kane and his dumb ass getting arrested <laughs> and i'm watching Kanan and rock with rock uh, with howard warning rock and then also them questioning howard so we're going to see where that goes. And then it showed another intimate scene between uh, Rock and Unique. So I think next episode, episode four, will definitely be fire. This one was definitely a buildup. But I think we're going to see a lot more action in the next episode. So please don't go anywhere. I have my sleeper for you guys and my joke.
but style shout out to the pod father and i do want to play um Nicki minaj new song futuring 50 cent we got fifth on who got dropping a new verse on uh Nicki new album on her remix for uh beat beat so you know shout out to Nicki. she put out a fire album and always shout out to 50 cent here it goes beat beat Nicki minaj off her pink friday too I drop a bag on the rolls with the Tim Tags. My niggas lock scamming money off they pen pals. I know a bitch busted open in the club. Introduce you to the plug. Ten plates for like ten cash. I got a call from a meeting in the back streets. Got out the cheap just to fuck them in the backseat. I'm not impressed. I said, yo, the D married. Hit my niggas up. I got them robbed and I asked me. I tell them that he had the chance of a lifetime. Who wanna be a millionaire? I'm your lifeline. These bitches always check it for me like a night sign. Niggas always fucking when they only take some light time. Beep, 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 is that bleep? Is that you talking to me? Is that beep? If I don't even know you exist, is that beep? When niggas get their jaw broken, is that teeth? Murder, 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 murder. Murder, 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 murder. Murder, 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 murder. Murder, 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 murder. The niggas out snacking shit, it's hard to find me. I'm different shit, I'm with the shit, I'm 90s grimy. I suspend that shit. Then they spin that shit. If niggas ain't that, they gon' double back to finish it. Say we got some kind of people, kind of people, please remind me. Niggas all pussy, whole click to nine. A little bread with me, you can't hide behind money. Got a lot of this shit, I ain't running out of this shit. Now, now you don't wanna stop me, I don't stop. Have my niggas come to spin your block around the clock. You don't see a mouth, the nigga fucking make it hot. I'm in front of the building, let up 30 shots. We gon' catch him in traffic. Beep, beep, is that bleep? Is that you talking to me? Is that beep? If I don't even know you exist, is that beep? When niggas get their jaw broken, is that teeth? Murder, 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 murder. Murder, 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 murder. Murder, 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 murder. Murder, 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 murder. All right, shout out to Queen Nikki and 50 Cent um don't forget guys uh the link for the book will be in the description box and if you have any problem locating it at all um or getting to that link inbox me on facebook or dm me off of um instagram or you can just email me and i'll shoot you the link directly um Thank you for your support in advance. Uh, just thank you for your support always for the podcast, listening. Uh, please follow me on Spotify. That helps me out. And just for everything, we got the uh, the reading for the book coming up um, the second week in January. Um, and then I'll be back on for uh, episode four next week. Now, uh, once again, they did green light uh, Power Book for Force for season three so shout out to the whole green light gang the power universe so we got that coming um after raising canaan goes off we go straight to bmf and then we should go back to y'all favorite because y'all know y'all love Tariq's show so i can't wait to recap that one because that one is entertaining as well so i do hope you guys have a beautiful and safe weekend i hope you guys protect your energy stay away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy if you have any dreams go after it don't listen to the naysayers and don't let nobody tell you what you can't do you can do anything you put your mind to Thank you for your support. I love you guys always. And it's your girl, Shanice. 
And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.